Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. Every day we are creating history, a heritage for future generations. The question is, what will they find? Will they find light or the absence of light? The Holy Spirit laid this on my heart this week as I was preparing to share the message that he has given me today. And he wanted me to start with going back to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation version of the scripture. And it reads, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. Did you hear that? The Holy Spirit had me to begin at the book of beginnings, which was the book of beginnings of time for us, for creation, not for God. Because God has no beginning and he has no end because he is eternal. But in that creation, in that act of creation, God separated darkness and light. The two would exist in the world separately from each other, with the light being the dominant force. And this is from BibleRef.com, this definition of what happened in creation. And as I was saying, to the extent that light appears, darkness will always disappear. Darkness has no defense against light since darkness does not really exist in and of itself. Did you hear that? Darkness does not exist in and of itself. It's simply the absence of light. And in creation, God didn't keep the light with the darkness. And as his example is in creation, it should also be with us. We should never connect or live in light and darkness. God separated it and he expected our lives to reflect a life that separates light from darkness. In this separation, God doesn't mean that we just withdraw from society. No, he's saying that we should shine. Our light of the Holy Spirit should shine through the darkness of this world. And when people meet us, they know that they've met someone who is of the kingdom of God. Even if we don't say a word, but we're in their presence, they will know that the kingdom of God has arrived. And so God expects our lives to be lives in which we are shining. We're letting our light so shine before men that they see our good works and they glorify our father that is in heaven. We're shining the light of Christ in every situation that we're in. Now, the opposite of that is Satan. Satan does not create. He's not a creator. He only imitates God 
and things of God. He perverts things, he lies, and he attempts to mislead people and draw them away from what pertains to God or even the word of God. There's nothing new under the sun. That's the terminology that's used in the book of Ecclesiastes and, and, and Solomon writes about that. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, when he writes this statement, what he means is that pertaining to the things of the world, there's nothing new under the sun. And Satan himself never creates anything new, as I said earlier, but he's always perverting that which God has created, twisting it, making it out of something that is of darkness, something that does not reflect the light of God. So God expects us in our lives to be discerning, to recognize that as he showed us in creation, the separation between light and darkness, there should be a separation in our lives where we are constantly walking in the light of Christ and the light of his wisdom and away from the things of darkness. Light is a common theme in the Bible and it represents everything good and everything that's valuable. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is light through the eyes of faith. See, when Solomon made the statement, there's nothing new under the sun, he meant for us to recognize what is authentic and what is not authentic. And we must do that through the eyes of faith. What I mean by that, we're recognizing it through the eyes of our faith in God. Because as we see things through God's perspective, as he shows us, as we have faith in him, as we put our trust and our faith in him, things will become much more clearer, things that are presented before us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, it reads, and this is the amplified version of the scripture, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God that is clearly revealed in the face of Christ. See, just like in the case of creation, when the light shined through the darkness and it was like ex nihilo, which means something being created out of nothing. God did that with his word when he said, let light be and light came. In this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 that I just read, God is speaking through Paul that we let the light shine out of the darkness, just like it did in creation. And that light that's shining out of darkness, it is shining in our hearts that let us acknowledge the majesty that's revealed in the face of Christ. Such a powerful scripture. Because the similarity between when God made everything, we see it in the face of Christ when he, he shines through all darkness that we can encounter in this life and will encounter. His light shines through it because the light always overtakes the darkness. It doesn't matter what situation we're in. It doesn't matter what we're facing. That light of Christ will always drive out the darkness. And what God is teaching us and what he wants us to learn through creation, and the reason why he had me to go back to the book of beginnings of the book of Genesis, is that there is a principle 
or law that's operating in the earth. And that principle, that law that's operating in the earth is that light, righteousness, God's way of doing things will always prevail and reign victorious over darkness. See, God is calling us to see things through the eyes of faith, talking about light through the eyes of faith. We can only see light or illumination or have revelation that God is showing us about every situation is through the eyes of faith, through our faith in God, through seeing things through God's perspective. And God is calling us in this time, in this generation, as we're setting history, creating history for the generations to come. He's calling us to see things from his perspective. He's calling us to a higher level of maturity in him so that when things come our way, whether they're ideologies, whether they're a way of, 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 of teaching things, curriculums that are being taught, whatever they are, we will see through them. We will see what's really behind what's being presented in front of us. And we see it through our faith in God because he's always with us. And he gives us wisdom. He says in the book of James, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, it shall be given unto him. What that scripture means is that when we ask God for wisdom, he gives it to us freely and there is nothing that we have to do for it. He's not holding back on it. He freely gives it to us. And when we have this wisdom and we walk in wisdom in every area of our lives, regardless of what we're facing, then this heritage that this next generation will have will be a, a heritage that's full, a heritage that will be transparent and authentic, transparency so they can see through what's being presented to them. And we will be the agents God's agents in the earth that will assure this next generation that what they see and what they're inheriting will be from God. It will be an eternal inheritance. We put our thoughts and our hope on things that are eternal, not on the things of this world. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it reads, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then the second verse says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things on the, the earth. That's speaking of how we should think, how we should set our mind. What the word of God teaches us in Colossians, talking about light through the eyes of faith, is that if we set our minds on things beyond what we see, on how God looks at a situation, on things above, not just earthly things, not just things that are being presented on the news or on the internet or on social media, but how God is presenting us, presenting to us various things. We have to set our minds. In other words, we have to be intentional and deliberate to make sure that we keep our minds on things that are beyond what we see right now. See, the future is now. We're creating history right now, and God wants us to know that through the eyes of faith, and our faith should be in him. As Jesus said, have faith in God. 
Don't have faith in the government. Don't have faith in yourself. Don't have faith in your spouse. Don't have faith in your family. Don't have faith in your job. But have faith in God. That's the foundation of our faith. That's how the light shine in the darkness in creation. And even now with the light of Christ that's within us. See, in order for us to understand what's happening before us, we must recognize the dynamics of darkness and light. Talking about light through the eyes of faith. See, these aren't abstract concepts. They really exist when I talk about the dynamics of darkness and light. Darkness and light were in operation in the account of creation, and they are still in operation in the world today. Let's take a look at these two concepts a little closer here. Let's start with Strong's Concordance. I'm going to take a look at Strong's Concordance. And that's a tool that you that we use sometimes to look up words to give us a greater understanding of what a word means, the meaning of a word. Now, in Strong's Concordance, and it's in H216 and H215, it's the word, in H216, it's the word ore. And it means lights, bright, clear, sun, or day. And in H215, again, in Strong's Concordance, it means illumination. It means luminary. It means in every sense, happiness, light, brightness. So in the creation account, God was saying that through that darkness that covered the face of the waters, God spoke light and light just came bursting through. And this was the light. It's a light just, it came bursting through with such power and such authority that it drove back all of the darkness. And God, as we go back to the account, God said, this is what was very important here that I want to go back and, and the Holy Spirit is reminding me to emphasize to you in the account of creations in Genesis chapter two, verse four. It says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Now think about that for a moment. God saw that the light was good. He didn't say that the darkness was good. Why was that? Because the Hebrew word for darkness, let's go back and look at that for a minute. It's called koshek. And you spell it C-H-O-S-H-E-K. Koshek. It means darkness. And it's in Strong's Concordance 2822. And 2821, you can check it also. It means darkness. It means the dark. And literally, it means darkness in itself. Deep, deep darkness. Now, figuratively, when you're looking at the darkness that took place in Genesis, that darkness that I said was covering and uh, was covering the face of the deep. When, when, when God described that the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters, it was covering over the the waters. That darkness literally means misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, wickedness. You see the contrast? That's why we, we must go back to Genesis. And in that 
the whole creation story, in that act of creation, God was speaking about two different, really, kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness that was there. But God brought forth the kingdom of light with his words, light. Let there be light. And light was. And he said, he affirmed it, that light was good. What am I saying? When we look at situations today, when it appears as if darkness is rising up, the ideologies of darkness that says a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man just because they feel a certain way, because they want to be a certain way, that says that our children will be indoctrinated into a way of thinking and a way of life that's counter, that is anti-God. Those philosophies of men that are coming forth, that are are look as if they are strongly pushing forth in our schools, in our churches, in our businesses, in every way of life. When the darkness seems it's coming forth like that, and it looks as if it's driving things, just know that the light, the light of the truth, the light of God's word, will always defeat the darkness. It doesn't matter what what sort of head start darkness seems like it has, or it doesn't matter how much it seems as if darkness is covering everything, every segment of our nation, every segment of our lives. God wants us to know that the light, which he has separated from the darkness, shall prevail. Be encouraged. It shall prevail. It shall come forth, not the darkness. As in the book of John, the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to me. In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 4, and I'm going to read first the Berean version of the scripture, and it reads, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The book of John here was referring to Christ. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. See, every man, and it goes on to teach us that in the book of John, chapter 1, that every man who's born into the world is the light of Christ. Christ has placed that inside of them. His light is there. And John, chapter 1, verse 5, I'm going to read the New Living Translation version of the scripture. It reads, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's good news today. And that's why I say it doesn't matter how dark it looks. It doesn't matter how it looks as if wickedness shall prevail. It doesn't matter how it looks that that people of authority will put forth or push forth a demonic devilish agenda. Regardless of how powerful they may seem, this word of God has told us and his word is truth. And we're to be encouraged that the darkness can never extinguish the light. Hallelujah. In other words, light will prevail. God will prevail. And his ways, hallelujah, are everlasting. His ways and his wisdom and his ways of doing things, hallelujah, shall not be overtaken. His ways, his kingdom shall prevail. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And Christ shall reign forever and ever. Talking about light through the eyes of faith. See, we can only see this light of Christ and see his light in 
every aspect of this nation and the nations of the world through the eyes of faith, through us having faith in God, through us setting our thoughts on those things that are above, as I said earlier in the book of Colossians. Jesus, when he was on earth, when he had gone up to Jerusalem with his father and his mother Mary, they went back home. And when they almost got back home, they noticed that Jesus wasn't with them. So they went back and they found him in Jerusalem, in the temple. And they asked, Mary asked him, why have you done this? And this account, the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance because I want to express it for this account of the scripture and this statement that Jesus made. I want to express it because the Holy Spirit wants all those who are the household of faith to have this perspective on everything that they do. When Mary asked Jesus, why did you do this to, to us? Jesus made this statement and it's found in Luke chapter two, verse 49. And it reads, this is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Think about that for a moment. God is calling everyone under the sound of my voice who is of the household of faith, who belongs to the Lord Jesus, to be about his father's business. We're to be about our father's business. We must work the work of him who sent us while it is day, because the night is coming when no man can work. Talking about light through the eyes of faith. I want to speak to those people who are listening to this message, light through the eyes of faith. And they never thought about God being the one who can give them this faith to see things from his perspective. They never thought about Christ being the one who created them. And in creation, he's showing them an example of a principle in which he wants them to live. If you are someone that you know doesn't know Christ, and then think about even his being a part of your life. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for drawing me today to listen to this message. Light through the eyes of faith. God, I never thought that way before in the past. That you through creation were showing us something in the way that you would have us to live. For us to shine the light of Christ that is inside of us when we belong to you. Heavenly Father, I know, God, that you brought Jesus here on this earth. You sent him here on this earth to die for me on the cross. And he died for me, for my sins. And you raised him from the dead. And now he's sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me today, God. Please save me, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for saving me. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis's new creation. And remember, Phyllis' new creation exists so that you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, Life Through the Eyes of Faith, was designed for you to recognize that God wants you to see every area of your life through the eyes of faith and through the eyes of faith in him. Have faith in God. You can find Phyllis' new creation in Google Podcasts. Just search for 
Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation. And be sure to, when you search for it, also put Google Podcasts at the end of the search. I'm sure some of you, when you heard this message, was blessed by what you heard and were encouraged. And I want you to take the opportunity to share this with other people. Share the link when you receive it. Share it with as many people as you it's come to mind, as you can think of, because I'm sure God will bring people to mind as you are listening to the podcast. Share the message because many, many people, many people that we know don't know the Lord. And it's important for them to hear what God is saying so that he would draw them to him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every soul that heard this message today, and we pray that they will get so excited about hearing who you are and all about you that they will share it with family, with friends, and we all will rejoice that you will draw them into your family and to yourself. Thank you, Heavenly Father, and thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.